Fellow podcasters, how would you like to get your show sponsored? Not only get it sponsored, but getting it sponsored without giving up any of your rights. Almost sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Well, guess what? It isn't too good to be true. Here's what you'll need to do. Go to www.podcorn.com forward slash podcasters and sign up with this awesome marketing website. I myself use Podcorn. And when I first signed up, I had a ton of questions and they gave me a ton of answers in a timely manner, which was amazing. So not only do you get an awesome opportunity to get your show sponsored and make a little money, you also know that you're working with an amazing team that'll answer any question and help you out any time of the day, any time of night. Like I said, they answer the questions in a timely manner. So sign up now. Go to www.podcorn.com forward slash podcasters, and I promise you, you will be very, very satisfied. Get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember, I'll see you in your nightmares. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Here's another exciting episode of Horror Research 30. Today I have Sam and Derek with me. How are you two doing? We're doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad that we finally got to record together. We've been chasing each other for a few months now, and it's finally happening. I know. I feel like it's been forever, but we're finally uh, able to have our sweet embrace. <laughs> and as I was, as we were just discussing, I watched Teacher Shortage and I watched Mrs. Claus. Enjoyed both the movies. The kills were so freaking creative and just violent, which. I love that in a slasher-type film. I feel like if it's a slasher film, it has to be like a brutal kill, not just something a little soft or, you know. It, it wants You want it to be over the top so you remember those kills. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it has to be. It's horror. You, you want to see something like you're not there for, you know, CGI kills. You want to see practical effects. You want to see blood flying at you. Exactly. That's that That's perfect. I think every horror fan agrees with that, too, no matter what part of the, what the subgenre they like in horror as far as, you know, slasher, whatever the case may be, the practical effects are, like, number one right there. Practical effects are so important. And I understand... Well, yeah. And then the, the my favorite thing about Teacher Shortage is probably just uh, the unique coloring of it, uh, thanks to my uh, very talented uh, fiancé over here for that. Oh, uh, yeah. I took a lot of inspiration from Dario Argento's films like Suspiria and Opera, with the like the first person views and mm-hmm. showing a lot of the killer's hands and switching the colors up when you're looking at it through his perspective. I I, I like that a lot. I liked how um well I don't want to spoil it, but I'll just say I like the the red room scenes. Yeah, it was very uh beautifully shot, That's... which is uh pretty key. And um I mean horror movies especially, but I mean pretty much any movie. Yeah, that really that really stood out for me, and it was just again both fun movies, both had their funny parts too, which was great. And it's just like I watched both of them, like damn, now what? I want some more. <laughs> I need more. 
I want to see something no, else now. I'm working on a new one right now called My Girlfriend the Serial Killer. And that's at home. Uh, we're in uh, pretty heavy pre-production. If you think those are funny, this one I'm actually uh, I'm co-writing it, and usually I throw in a lot of my own humor in it. Oh, that's so great. So this next one's going to be funny and gory and more suspenseful. There's going to be tons of, like, you know, people hiding from the killer. You won't know who will live or die. Like Love chase it. scenes, then you really want to bring back, you know, 80s-style uh, slasher. Yeah, where somebody might run, they might get away, or they might not. Like, it's going to go both ways. That's good. That's good. We won't know if this person's just going to get away with it or if they're going to get killed. It's going to be awesome. I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And how how much are you two involved with um Red Summer Massacre? Um, I'm actually the producer of Red Summer Massacre, and then I also have a part in it. So, oh, nice. uh, pretty involved. <laughs> I, I awesome. watch the updates on uh, Facebook. That's how involved I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a part of it at all, but my fiance is. So that means you're yeah, a part of it then, technically. I mean, if you want to go by that route, man, you just got to say it. I'm married, so I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Uh, no, Red Summer Massacre, that, that came up, um, you know, I first seen uh, Josh, the director of it, posting about it, and I was just really uh, kind of intrigued by it. Because, you know, like right now there's a lot of good horror movies um, in production right now, starting their campaigns or whatever, and I don't reach out to everybody, because if I would, I would literally never have any time. Mm-hmm. Um, but something about this one, you know, and I didn't know Josh before this, so there was just something that really caught my eye, and I actually reached out to him. I said, hey, you know, tell me a little bit more about this. And uh, first of all, he's like one of the nicest guys I think I've ever met. Um, he's married, so I probably contribute that to his wife. <laughs> um, but he told me about it, and I was like, okay, yeah, like I went on board. So uh, I'm the, the producer of it. I, I got a small part in it. Um, I love everybody that's involved. Like, everybody is so nice and coming together just to make, you know, a really talented, creative horror movie. I couldn't be more excited to be a part of it. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I had um, so I had Mia on here, I had Whitney on here, and I had Josh on here so far, and they're all awesome people, all really nice down to earth. And it makes me real. That makes me more interested in these indie horror movies when I get to talk to people who are involved in the movie, and then they come off as a real genuine nice person. And I'm like, okay, I really want to see this project being made. I really want to see what's going to happen with this project versus someone who's just an asshole, who you know they think right. they're God's gift. I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to be involved with that. I don't care. Oh, what's the quote? Don't meet your heroes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, I met one of my heroes. And I'm like, God damn it, you're a dick. How dare you? <laughs> it's such good film. Yeah. Well, what I like about this movie, too, is, I mean, predominantly, it's, it's women involved, which, uh, you know, is a scary thing. Because, <laughs> you know, women get a bad name of being catty and, like, just, you know, big old bitches. or nice to your face, and then they talk shit about you on their back. But um, what I love about this is everyone is so genuinely nice, and and they really want the best for each other, and they are they're promoting each other. Like even not related to Red Summer Massacre, but like other projects that everyone's involved. Like they're so supportive of everything, and that's like not common. I don't feel. I agree with you. Just just in general, from what I'm seeing it, from it, and then again from talking to the few people who I've talked to, everybody seems like really, really genuinely genuinely nice it's not like a fake fake kind of thing like they're real humble 
they really care about this movie and this project and everybody involved and that's it's something you need to make it work i guess and it's gonna make more people want to see it and want to be involved with it yeah and i mean the cast is just i mean it's brilliant i mean the cast is amazing it's full of like very very talented people so i mean with the the storyline the just the talent involved the vision of Josh. Oh, all they need is a good cinematographer like me, and uh, they'll be set. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be great. I can't wait, man. Um, so uh, Mia Moon, yeah, she's amazing. We love Mia Moon. Uh, Josh, this is Josh's, like, first film he's directing, and I'm super proud of him. Like, you know, he, he's doing such a great job, um, and I'm, I'm very proud to, you know, be involved in his first movie. Yeah, that's... That's good though. Like I like I said, I I like when people get together like that and try to help build help build someone else's dream, so to speak. Like as far as the Red Summer Massacre movie, and then the movies you guys are also involved in that you're doing yourselves. It's awesome to see that you know everybody get together, help help it get out there, help it build, and then make a great project. Well, and the writers, you know, Josh is also uh, one of the co-writers. Him, Whitney, and Zach. I mean, they're a brilliant team. They're really good. And then uh, the other people starring in it. Um, so the, the people who are in it are Brittany, uh, Julie, Crystal, Whitney, Mia, myself. Um, we just introduced uh, Joe Castro. Uh, so, like, he's going to be in charge of special effects. And then it's also his first, like, major acting role. So we're really pumped about that. It's like we're helping him pop his cherry there. That's awesome. I, yeah, I seen yeah. I seen that announcement. I was like, "That's that's freaking cool." That guy involved with that, Joe. Yeah, and then we just added uh, Brian, um, Ariana, uh, Heather, uh, who's also an associate producer of the movie. She has a part in it. Okay. Um, Andy, and then Rebecca Reinhardt just got added. So, I mean, boom! Like that cast is amazing. It really is. It really is. So, what what got you two involved with? Um... Actually, let me start with the horror first. What, what got you guys into horror? Like, who or what got you into horror? Um, I grew up, in a, in a, like, I grew up with horror. So, like, my baby book literally has a part written in of where my mother took me to see Nightmare on Elm Street in the drive-in uh, when I was a baby, and it is literally written in my baby book. So I grew up with horror. I always have loved horror. I was, like, that weird friend who I would invite, like, people over to my house. And I would, like, pretend, like, I would lock me and my friends in the basement and, like, pretend, like, there was, like, critters coming to get us. And, like, I wouldn't tell my friend that I locked the door. So we would, like, run upstairs and the door would be locked and they would be freaking (laughs) out. And I'm like, the critters are coming. And I still had friends. So, I mean, what does that say about them? (laughs) That's, that's, that's awesome. That sounds like, that actually sounds like a fun time. And, you know, back when kids used to use their imaginations to have fun and shit, horror is great. Yeah, that's what I love about horror. Is like, yeah, you do. You have to. You, you're, it's so creative, and it's such an outlook. And I mean, with all the bad shit happening in the world, it's nice to be able to like have fun with horror and just leave it at that. Agreed. Definitely agree with you on yeah. that. What about you, babe? What's your horror? Uh, I mean, as a young kid, just uh, I remember my parents showed me Pet Cemetery as a young kid, <laughs> and it wasn't the killer kid that got me. It was that bitch Zelda. Man, oh, I fucking had nightmares over Zelda. God, uh, the, the chick sister with the twisted up left back. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. 
VHSs. Yeah. <laughs> like the like cords, like your phone. So I just actually... dated myself by talking about buying VHSs as a kid. Yeah. Or whatever, <laughs> like you'd be able to go to the rental store. Uh, and then like, I just like, I remember like my goal was to rent every horror film at like Blockbuster. And uh, eventually I did because I came out with like the Blockbuster pass. Yeah. And nice. I eventually like rented every single one. And, uh, yeah, I, like, I remember, like, and then during, like, the late 90s, I remember I thought there was, like, a thing going on where every ending to a horror film has to suck. Because, like, uh, <laughs> House on Haunted Hill came out, 13 Ghosts came out, and I'm like, man, what great movies, what shitty endings. Is this the future of horror? <laughs> you got to come in there and fix it. That's why you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was uh, a teenager... I was a wholesome teenager up until I went to the video store, Family Dollar, or Family Video to be exact, um, and I rented a movie called uh, Tromeo and Juliet, thinking, wholesome Sam was thinking that it was a horror movie version of Romeo and Juliet, but little did I know. <laughs> so that's when a lot changed for me, I feel like, in uh, adolescent Sam's life. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> yes, the monster penis was still terrifies me. <laughs> wow. Uh, Trauma was also a big influence for me, too, with the Toxic Avengers. And if you listen to, like, the the commentaries and the behind-the-scenes to see how they just got together and they made this zero-dollar movie, yeah. it's always inspiring to me. Yeah, well, especially uh, being in the indie land. It's like, you know, we don't have, like, uh, the big budget, so you got to be smart and creative with the, the well, money. Well, back have. then, though, they were lucky because hardly, people hardly made movies. And nowadays, everybody with a camera can make a movie. So back then, it's like, oh, you're making a movie? Yeah, you can use all this shit. Now it's like, oh, you and 20 other people are making movies. They all can't use this location or whatever, you know? That's... So it's become, a, it's become a lot easier, and it's become a lot harder for indie people. See, the one thing I do, you just mentioned about the indie people, is um, as far as the budget being smaller, so you have to be a lot smarter and cre more creative that's one thing i really really enjoy and respect about you guys because you guys you guys can be you guys are really 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 creative like with the storytelling and everything i, I love that about it cause i'm like okay 
I understand the budget's only so much, but this story, you're getting so much out of this story. And just imagine when, just imagine if they, if it slash when they do get that bigger budget they deserve, what they'll be doing with it versus Hollywood. You had the big budget and it seems like you're doing the same shit over and over and over again. Right. Well, and I also think with indie films, like most of us are in it for, we're obviously not in this for money because, you know, we're in it for like the, the passion aspect and just to like be creative and kind of like show people something unique. Like, I mean, at least for like our movie, My Girlfriend, uh, The Serial Killer, like we want to show like unique kills, like, you know, something that like necessarily hasn't been seen or overdone. Um, so that's important to us. It's more like about the, the passion of the project and just the creativity of it. This is my get rich really slow scheme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it when people are like, I'm in it for the money. I'm like, what money? <laughs> There's no money. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you there. It's very, very similar with podcasting. I mean, I haven't made a dollar off of podcasting yet. It's looking likely soonish because of ads and stuff, but. Still, like, I put more into this podcast than I've gotten from it as far as as far as finances go. But right. at the end of the day, I'm not doing it for finances. I'm doing it for the passion of horror and talking horror with and meeting cool horror fans, other horror fans like myself. That's like yeah, the, my exactly. main reason for I mean, it, and it's fun. I have fun with it. Yeah, that's how I actually met my fiance was through the indie world. So you know, I, I actually met him through uh, a mutual friend but it was like the whole teacher shortage kind of movie that really brought us together so I mean you do like you meet and work with people that you would never think of like I mean I'm in a girl crush here a little bit but my girlfriend is serial killer we're working with us Lisa Rose and I'm like hello I never thought I would be in the same room you know what I mean like I just never thought I'd be working with Lisa Rose so I'm pretty excited about that she's freaking oh my god I think everybody has a crush on her. She's so freaking amazing. She's so nice, so sweet. I need to get her on here one of these days. I'm going to try. You know what the best thing I like about her, too, is she still looks like herself. Yes. <laughs> like, you see her, and you're like, wow. Like, she's, like, she's still amazingly beautiful. And, like, you can tell. Because, you know, there's some people that you look at, and you're like, who's that? Like, I, they don't look like them. But she literally looks like herself still. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's crazy. I agree. I've met her about... At least five times now at cons, maybe six, and I'm actually going to see her again at a con in February. And she's just so genuinely nice and just, she's one of those people, like, the one con that I, I've met her at one con so far about four or five times, like I said. And at that con, I go to her table every single year and talk to her, get another autograph, because she's so nice and she'll sit there and talk with you for hours if she has the time, like if nobody's at her table. And she's so welcoming and all that and warm. It's just, you, you, you just, you like that when you go visit these people, when you go meet these people at these cons. I think Troy has a fun uh, story about getting really, really drunk with her one year <laughs> at uh, one of these conventions. I love There's that. a small one called the San Antonio Horrific Film Festival. And that's where uh, Stirring, or Mrs. Claus, actually won uh, Best Film. And the year previous, or either the year previous or two years previous, they were playing party night, and Felissa Rose was there. I should have. I wish I would have went, yeah. but I did it because I was filming some other bullshit. I don't know Stuff, something <laughs> cool. But uh, from what I heard, she got really, really drunk. Oh yeah, they um yeah. We actually did this last time we went to back in October. My brother came out from Colorado. Me, him, and my wife went, and we got the we did the VIP party 
so freaking fun because it was open bar for a couple hours. So you're drinking with those celebrities and all that, and it's they're just letting their hair down, drinking, having some fun, and all that kind of stuff, which is great. And the cool thing about this this last con though, we were on a few panels. Actually, my brother was on this. He was on the um, panel with Terif with the Terrifier cast, and that's when they announced Terrifier Two and Felissa Rose is gonna be in it. That was like when they first announced it to the public, so he got to be there for that and like be on, you know, talking about that with them, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, um, at Tamara Glenn's and the Terrifier too, and she was also uh, we worked with her recently in Future Shortage. So yes, I uh, yeah, we were really pumped to hear about Lisa and Tamara and it. Yeah, uh, those people that we're working with. Yeah, that's that's really cool though. That's but also, really cool. like, they're cool people. Like, I mean, I think like word of mouth and reputation is huge in Indie Land. Like, I mean, Bliss is so. Uh, you know, she's still working, like, all the time, but it's because not only is she, like, a great actress, but she's just nice. Like, being nice in this industry goes a long way. It it really, really, really does. I'm real, just from my end of the podcast end of it, I'm really noticing that because, like, what I do is I try to get people on here. I try to get anybody on here as far as, as long as they're into horror, but, like, indie you know, indie horror people, fan-made films, just to help get it promoted out there more. And then just, I don't mind sharing stuff. And people really appreciate that. Word to mouth. Like, I've had people email me, other, you know, from indie movies saying, hey, I would love to be on your show. I've heard good things about you and what you do for the indie community, this, that, and the third, which I love. I think it's awesome. I never thought anything like that would happen. So, like, it's just me talking, you know, just talking horror, having a good time. But it does help a lot. Yeah, I mean, and since I've been working, it's like, I've met more awesome people. Like, I can, there's only, like, one person I can think of that, like, you know, bleh. But other than that, like, everyone else has been, like, super cool. I'm trying to think of who this one person is. You know who this one person is. <laughs> I'm not going to mention names, but, you know, uh, it's way more positive than negative. So, I love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've worked with my fair share of people on both sides. So, like, uh... I don't know. It's always nice getting together with a crew that's, like, almost stress-free, but yeah. you still get your shit done. Well, like, Teacher Shortage, for example, like, that was, like, the best. Like, I think some of the reviews were uh, coming across as, oh, yeah, everyone seemed to be, uh, they, they worked so well together. It was, like, a family-like atmosphere. Like, we had really great chemistry with each other, and it's because we really did. We, we had to live in the same house for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, it was, like, I mean, Teacher Shortage was, like, the best thing ever. Like, I had so much fun. Um, probably because I didn't have my kids with me. I love my kids, but, like, going to work on teacher shortage is, like, a vacation for me. <laughs> so uh, we lived in a house together. Uh, it, it was just, it was awesome. We really were. So when we weren't working, we were, like, partying and playing hard together, and everybody got along. It was just, it was the best experience I think I've had. It was amazing. That's great. We put tea bags on a cucumber, made it look like dick, and we tea bagged one of the actors on the film while they were sleeping. Yeah, we, well, De so Deborah Lamb was, you know, she was involved. That was all right. Yeah, she was there. Deborah Lamb is amazing, and she is she was our drinking buddy, actually, which, you know, it, it's just, like you think you know people, but you really don't until like you live with them. Oh, that's, yeah, we ended that's up great. having some tequila with her, and uh, and let's just say that the night went uh, it went uh, it went yeah. pretty yeah, things happened. Yeah, <laughs> things happened. <laughs> yeah, but the cast, I mean, the talent too. Like, I mean, man, everyone was just so talented. Like, 
it's funny because like all the movies that I want to direct or do, I'm like, can I just have everybody that was in Future Shortage because <laughs> they were so great. That's awesome. Now, are, are any of the movies that you're wild, blah, blah, blah. any of the movies that you've done, is there going to be a sequel to any of those, or is that something you don't want to really let out yet? Um, I'm not much for doing sequels. Like, unless the script is really good, then I'll shoot a sequel. But as for me, I'm not like unless the people are like just like here's money, make a sequel. I'm not going to be making any sequels. Okay. Yeah. I, I prefer to. I just like. I like original stories. I like a clear-cut beginning, middle, end, not a franchise starter. Because I feel like franchise starters, you're, you're pigeon-held, and, uh, you know, you got to keep these people alive. you got to have a plan for this big, long thing. Whenever, like, you never know if you're even going to get the money to make a sequel. Yeah, I think personally when you write for sequels, you're kind of, like, robbing the first movie of something. Like, I don't know. It just depends. Like, I want to write something thinking it's not going to be a sequel and then if it's amazing and it's like if people want a sequel then maybe and honestly these days like you can make a sequel out of anything like everybody could literally die but you could still have a sequel oh, i mean yeah, like freddy krueger and how many times he died he came back one time for a dog pissing on him yeah so like it doesn't matter like everybody can die and you just wreck on it mm-hmm. <laughs> makes sense makes sense that's why I, I just want to, uh, like, whenever I make films, I just want to present people a clear-cut beginning, middle, end. Even if the end, like, I don't know if you stay tuned for after the credits on uh, Teacher Shortage or, uh, or like, I mean, it leaves it a little bit open-ended or at least it shows you, like, a little bit, but it doesn't mean that there's going to be a sequel. It's just a little fun tidbit we throw in there. Now I got to go back and watch the end of the credits. I'm so <laughs> bad at doing, because, like, no, because what I'll do, is like I'll I'll just watch movies. I see the credits. I'm like, all right, it's done. Let me go. Oh, there's two. There's a mid credit sequence with Tamara, and then there's an actual end after the credits. Oh shit! And, uh, and Teacher Shortage. I'm definitely gonna check that out now that you took man. Now that you mentioned it, I am definitely checking that out. So like, I gotta go back and see that. Yeah. Yeah, and there's the the Teacher Shortage theme song that you missed out on. Oh, I get stuck in my head, which I guess is a good thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> People actually got together and made a theme song for Teacher Shortage. Yeah. We're like, that's badass. It's very catchy, actually. I mean, it, it really is. It, it makes me smile. Like, whenever I hear it, it just puts a smile on my face. It sort of reminds me of the Mutilator with the, the Fall Break theme song. It's a Fall Break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So what, what got you guys involved in movies, like, as far as everything you do with them? Um, well, I live in the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> I live in Illinois, like literally the middle of Illinois. Uh, Peoria, Illinois is where I live, but, you know, people would be like, is that Chicago? So, I mean, it's like two hours from Chicago, but okay. um, I got in it just because I've always been a creative person, and unfortunately in the Midwest, I mean, there's not a lot of creative things. Um, and just me growing up watching movies, I've always been fascinated with the movies. Um, I always was writing things. Like, when I was younger, I had, like, my own version of the Midnight Society Club where, like, my friends would pay, like, a quarter, and we would, like, tell a story around, like, a teacup handle. Oh, that's that's <laughs> like, awesome. You could keep all the quarters. I would keep all the quarters for snacks. Right. It was supposed to be for snacks for everybody, but, you know, I was a fat kid. I wanted all the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's why I don't, I just, I always loved it. So I, I didn't get in it for the money or anything. I just got in it to 
you know, make my own movies. So what Are about you, you telling babe? me there's money in this? Wow. Well, you're the, you're the smart one. Okay. Well, I never meant to become a cinematographer or editor. I just wanted to make my own movies. And uh, from what I realized, it's hard to get somebody to shoot your film or edit your film when, when you're broke. So, uh, so I just learned how to do it myself. And then uh, I made a movie. I showed people it. And, well, I mean, the, I used to make movies when I was, like, in middle school, but I don't count those. Like, later on, I bought, like, actual, like, more professional equipment. And then I made a movie, and then people watch it. They're like, oh, my God, that was shot really good. How much will you charge me to shoot my movie? And I'm like, I don't know, 50 bucks? And they're like, a day? That's a great deal. And I was thinking, well, I meant for the whole project, but okay. <laughs> So it just grew from there, right? <laughs> yeah. So it just grew from there, and then I just slowly started just shooting other people's projects, uh, helping them produce it, helping, like, come up with ideas of how to film certain scenes, and just slowly but surely, I became a cinematographer and editor. I still make some of my own movies here and there, but uh, mostly it's uh, helping other people out for, uh, and producing and just uh, seeing their projects to the end. Are you self-taught with that? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't. I mean, well, self-taught. I, I, I jumped on sets. Like, while people were going to film school, I decided to use that money to buy my own gear and then jump on film sets and help out for free just to see how they made stuff. And uh, so, like, I was taught on set. That's cool, though. That's cool. And, I mean, that's actually a really good way of learning because you're right there getting the first-hand thing. That's awesome right there. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's what, like, everybody went to film school. They're like, oh, like, like whenever they work under me, they're like, man, what film school have you gone to? Like, you seem to know everything. And I'm like, uh, uh done. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Plus, that, yeah, though. I mean, it's, it's, you know, pretty dope that you have all your own, like, Oh, I have everything needed to make a movie. Like, you want a drone shot, a crane shot, dolly shot, sliders, whatever. That's great. That that right, shit. That's awesome right there, though. That's a huge, huge, huge advantage. Well, what people don't realize is that the more shit you own, the more crew you need and the more time you need to set up a shot. Because a lot of people are just like, oh, you own all this equipment. We can do all these badass shots. And then they schedule, like, 30 badass shots in one day. I'm like, this isn't possible. I'm just one man. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, I get that, but I mean, it's just great you have the equipment so you don't have to go out there and buy it or rent it or anything. It's like, look, I got the equipment. Yeah, so in teacher shortage, there's a few crane shots. There's a few, uh, I don't think there's any dolly shots, but they, there's, there's, a, there's at least a few crane shots I know about. Nice. And then uh, there's a steady cam shot, which was pretty nice. A brink walking outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Stuff awesome. Like that. That's real. That's yeah, see. Go, I no, mean, go being a good cinematographer, like, 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 literally, like, cinematography can, like, break or make your movie. You know, like, we all have, like, these great ideas. Um, and, you know, like, if it's just shot poorly, unfortunately, you could have, like, the best talent, the best grip. If it's shot poorly, then, I mean, it's not going to reach the audiences that you want it to reach, unfortunately. I'm with you a million percent on that as far as just someone who loves watching horror movies. Because there's some, 
again, like I said, you know, the story can be strong, the acting can be strong, but the cinematography is not that great. And I'm not going to say it, it, the movie sucks because of it, but it definitely hurts it. Yeah, it doesn't take it to, like, and any land, like, we want our movies to stand out. So, like, you, you, you got to you gotta have that next level. And I get it as a filmmaker myself and working with, like, small budgets. I mean, it's like, man, like, you don't want to, like, you know, shell out the money for it. But it's so needed, I feel. Well, I will say every film I shot has gotten distribution. So I at least know I can take films to that next level where it's, you know, between what I'm going to do with this film to, hey, we can actually sell this film. That's good. That's real good, too. Now, oh, wait, what was the question I had? I just had something at the tip of my tongue, and it just left just like that. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, we just get on random tangents here. Oh, it's, <laughs> that's how this show always is. Random tangents right? all the time, but it works. I did want to go back. I wanted to circle around to Red Summer Master again because I wanted to okay. uh, mention my lovely, uh, my, my other crew, uh, the associate producers that are helping me, which I love to death. I couldn't do a lot of things without them. So I wanted to give them their due credit. Um, Heather uh, Borolini, I hope I'm not like, butchering these names, and then um, Noelle Berger. So those are the associate producers of Red Summer Massacre. Nice. Um, I love those girls. They have actually are helping me out on um, uh, My Girlfriend, the Serial Killer, as well. And they're, they've branched out a lot, too, so they're doing a lot of their own stuff, too. Yeah, Heather's uh, actually executive producer of My Girlfriend. Yeah, and she has a part in it, too, um, and so does Noelle. So, I mean, it's just a small world. It's like you, you connect with one person, and then you might work with, like, you know, the same person, like, in, like, ten different movies. <laughs> See, that, that I like that. I like how you, you said that, all these people, you just, small world, indie horror, you're just like, oh, shit, I met so-and-so. They're going to be in my movie. Yeah, I'm going to be in their movie. I just help in people. Like, I'll get people, like, in my messages just saying, like, you know, hey, I want to do this. And, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, like, let me, I'll, like, point you in the right direction and, like, just help you get started or tell you who to contact or, you know, like, there's this one actress who wanted headshots. And, I mean, in a small community, somehow we got her hooked up with somebody where she lives to give her headshots. So. That's awesome. Now she's. Yeah, now she has her headshots, and she's going to get her reel, and she's working on auditioning for things. So, but we all, you know, you know we just, we help each other do stuff like that, because we all just kind of, you know, it's like a little, little love community. Yeah, We all exactly. know how it is. We build each other up. I mean, like, you'll, you'll meet some filmmakers that want to, like, tear each other down, which makes no sense to me, because, I mean, it's not like, it's not really like a race to the top, or not no. like... I mean, I've hardly ever seen any of these people, like, go to Hollywood or whatever. Right. Because, like, might as well help each other any way we can. I mean, I'm not going to mention names, but, like, a little story for me. One of my first uh, projects I worked on recently, like, after I came back from, like, family and kids and all that stuff, um, I worked with this lady, and she was all like, girl power, girl power, and just like, you know, let's unite, and females need to stick together, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I mean, we left. Cause you know, we went back to our hometowns or whatever. And then like within a day, like she was like throwing me under the bus and like calling jobs I was doing. I was like, wow. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. She tried to steal her part in one of us. Uh, yeah. So you got to watch out. I mean, there, I mean, I don't want to talk negatively, but I mean, you do have to be smart about things because there are people out there that are like that. So, and it, it's hard. So there's like three types of people. I think there's like 
the a-holes that just want to screw you over there's the fake people that act nice that just want to screw you over behind your back and then there's actually decent people that just literally want to help to help are we the fake nice people definitely (laughs) (laughs) i got my stabby stab ready that's all you need your stabby stab hi are you sick and tired of paying hundreds of dollars a month for cable or dish GNR TV is your answer. These guys have an incredible 100% legal product that is a cord cutter's dream. For as low as $25 a month, you will get over 400 HD channels, including all major sports packages, pay-per-views, premium movies, and entertainment. To get started, all you need is a streaming device, such as an Amazon Fire Stick, internet, and a desire to save a ton of cash. No contracts, no credit checks, no hidden fees. I myself have been a subscriber, and I must say, this service is amazing. To learn more, search GNR TV on Facebook or Instagram, and I will also be posting a link on my pages to check out on my podcast website. Lastly, for first-time subscribers, use promo code SIRS30 to save $5 for your first month. GNR TV, streaming done right. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, independent filmmaking is really fun. Like, I don't know where I'd be without it. It's uh, definitely had me see interesting locations. I've I've met a lot of interesting people. And, uh, like, it's now easier than ever to get into it. Like, I mean, I hate to sound like one of those people, but, like, if anybody ever has a story and they ever want to make it, first thing they should do besides call me is realize that they also have a cell phone that they can record their stories with. Or they can call me, one or the other. That's very that's very true. And I, I think that's one thing I love about horror now and like technology now is like say that that twelve year old kid down the street, that fifteen year old kid down the street that's really into horror, they don't have a they don't have a budget at all. They just have some cheap Halloween masks and a cell phone. They can go make their little horror movies and put, post them on YouTube and just get some feedback. I think stuff like that oh, is yeah. really, really cool. And I I'm, I encourage it. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm just like, speaking on horror because that's you know the genre we're talking about. But just any genre in general, even though I think horror is like the best thing for it, as far as you know the fan films. Yeah, I mean our girls. Uh, we have two girls, uh, seven and six, and they actually have their own YouTube channel because they're also horror fans. Um, I, uh, they have their own YouTube channel called L and M's Kids Corner, and they have it's. Uh, it's not really, it's, God, how would you describe it? It's more adult-friendly kid content, uh, I guess. <laughs> it's, uh, it's adult comedy with kids. Yeah, so. Like, like, it's dark. Like, <laughs> you'll see kids dying, you'll see kids killing their parents. Yeah, like, one of the but episodes. But it's not, like, gory or, like, it's not super dark. There's a little gore, and it's a little dark, but it's funny, um. But one of the episodes, they're, like, just little shorts or whatever, and one of the episodes is, like, called the Momo Challenge, so, and then, you know, there's one. Uh, <laughs> we got Jaws. Yeah, we got Jaws. Like, one of the kids gets eaten by a shark. and then, That came from the toilet. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, oh, it's cool. really funny. So, they love it. They love horror. They love watching horror. We took them to see the remake of, uh, what's that, Pet Cemetery. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they, they love Pennywise the Clown. They do the Pennywise dance. Yeah. That's cool. So, either, either it's really good parenting or it's really bad parenting. Like, we haven't really <laughs> determined yet what it is. <laughs> I mean, I guess the worst case of uh, our parenting 
was whenever we got either either we got pizza or we got tacos or something. And we were no, it was Chinese food, and we were all watching uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh yeah, that that probably was questionable. Letting them watch Cannibal. <laughs> yeah, probably. See now with that though, I think it's cool that which I do want to see those videos you guys are discussing the YouTube movies that your children are involved. In. I think that's awesome. But um, uh, YouTube, uh, Alabama's good for it. Yeah, they're. I'll, I'll send you some links. I mean, they're really cute. So I, I and they're so proud of them. But let me, as a director, I think we can both agree, like. Directing kids, man. Oh, it sucks. That's <laughs> the worst. Like, we can't even have any outtakes. Because I think all the outtakes is literally me just, like, yelling. <laughs> it's just her being like, no, 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 no. Like, you, you'll see, like, on one of them, we have, like, outtakes at the end. And, like, you'll see how for sure she thinks she got her line. Because she's like, see, told you. And it's like, no, you still got it wrong. <laughs> so funny. That that's kids for you though, man. That's that's how they freaking are. No matter what you're doing with them, like, oh my god, why right. did and I? They don't understand what the word continuity means. They don't get it. So. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I'll just take off these covers because it's getting warm. <laughs> They're like, no, in the next shot, your covers will be on and completely off. <laughs> yeah. That's no. That's... So, uh, we're working on another one coming up. So there's three episodes right now, and we're working on a fourth one. Um, it's going to be about Damon. So. Yeah, I mean, we were releasing one episode a month, but things have gotten slow since we uh, started on our feature project. So uh, we'll con- we'll still do, like, episodes, but uh, well, our feature uh, so far has taken a majority of our time because, obviously, there's a lot to do when it comes to making a feature. Right. Especially in the indie world. Like, this shit takes like a year to two years to do from the from you know raising money to produ- production which usually you know like we we've we've made it so besides stretching a movie to shoot like you know like weekends mm-hmm. we decide to just shoot like you know two weeks or something in a row that way we get it all done and then the editing process which takes a while yeah i was gonna say um with the kids thing, I think that's awesome that you guys are getting them involved in horror so young, and they're not going to be afraid of it. And I'm sure you're letting them know, like, this is all, you know, this is all pretend. This isn't real. But it's cool because you don't really, you don't, I don't feel like you see as much younger children into horror than when we were coming up. Like, I feel like when we were coming no, up, like, every... because, like, all these helicopter parents and the PC bullshit these days. Like, oh, don't even get me started on this topic. <laughs> but, like... I constantly get criticized as being a bad parent for letting my kids watch horror. And you know what I say to those people? Fuck you. <laughs> there, I cussed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just cringe. I don't think there's anything wrong with kids no. watching horror films. I did. And, you know, I didn't turn out that fucked up. I only murdered a few people. Yeah, but you got you didn't get away. You got away with it. So that's what Yeah, happened. exactly. See, there you go. Like the people that like get caught, they're the ones that didn't grow up with the horror because they don't know what to do. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, I mean, I think as long as you explain to your kids like what it is, you know, like uh, and I, I didn't force it on them. Like I let them choose. Like I remember when um my oldest was just uh she was like one or so. Like, we were watching Freddy versus Jason, and the part where Jason gets a or when Freddy gets his head cut off, like. She looked at the screen and laughed. So 
so that's when I knew. I was like, oh, my baby loves horror. That's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll make sure I let them know. Like, it's all makeup. It's yeah. all fake. And if like, they don't want to watch it, we they don't watch it. It's uh, not like we force it on them. Yeah, they can watch whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, we also watch a lot of, like, you know, Scooby-Doo. and uh, uh, yeah, Frozen 2 and whatnot. We, we also watch the kids, stuff. Yeah. Scooby. I mean, but, you know, like, we'll just be watching horror films in our room, and then the door will just quietly open, and then before we know it, one of the kids is in bed with us, yeah. watching it with us. Yeah. All right. You guys, since you guys have kids and all that, I'm sure this has happened. Have any of your kids, you you know, you're knocked out sleep, wake up, and they're just oh, standing yeah. over you? <laughs> yeah, they're lucky. They Honestly, they're lucky that I haven't punched one of them in the face on accident. <laughs> because, like, so Derek snores, like, oh, my God. So I actually sleep. No, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> so I have to sleep with, like, earbuds in my ears, and so that makes it even worse, because, like, sometimes I literally just wake up out of a, you know, a sound sleep and just see a little person standing there staring at me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, stop doing that. <laughs> That's, it's, it's so funny. It's so funny when they, they also, do that. They love scaring us, too. I mean, they love, like, they'll hide, and they'll jump out, or, like, they'll be creepy on purpose, like, they'll be like, come, put, like, the, the, twins from the shining like they'll do that because they're not twins they're 15 months apart but they look like twins so mm -hmm. they'll like just be holding hands standing in the hallway saying come play with us Derek <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool that's so cool that has to I be mean, fun <laughs> and another good thing about that is they still have an imagination as kids which is a beautiful thing Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that, again, like, I think for today's kids, like, man, it's all, like, tablets. And which, don't get me wrong, if we're going to talk parenting, I give my kids tablets for sure because, like, hello, like, mommy needs a break. So, um, but also, it's not just tablets or TVs. Yeah, they, they are very creative. And I think today, like, a lot of kids literally are just glued to some kind of screen. And, I mean, they lack creativity. So, mm -hmm. could be why most of our movies these days are just remakes of remakes. So, the thing. I mean, besides like playing with toys and making your own stories up, now kids just like watch YouTube channels and like. Or they watch kids. They watch YouTube channels of kids playing. So like, because even my girls like are into that too. Like it's a new trend of like kids watch kids opening toys or playing video games. Like instead of playing video games, they're watching a kid play video games. I'm like, what is the appeal to this crap? I don't get it. Now, whether good parenting or not, I did give them, a, we did get them an Xbox for their seventh birthday. So now she has like Minecraft and all that. I don't see. I don't see anything wrong with stuff like that as far as gaming and all that because I mean, shit. Now they have stuff where you can go to college for stuff with game, for playing video games, which kind of pisses me off because I'm like, okay, now when I was a kid, my mother told me I'm wasting my damn time, and now I'm. 34 years old now they have college classes for video what, what, what kind of bullshit is right. <laughs> why couldn't this happen when i was younger you know i could be like mom what do you want to be when you grow up i'm gonna be a professional video game player that's what i want to be yep me could have damn mother yeah, yeah. And, and then the damn you know as far as how the world is back then they didn't really get into the gaming as far as how it is now where you got people you got kids even young adults or even older adults playing like on Twitch and making millions of dollars playing games. I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't that be? Why can't that be me just chilling at home, playing PlayStation all day, making millions? That you know. Yeah. 
Where's the application of that? We want to throw yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not good, but shit. If I knew I can get paid Fuck for it. Fuck making movies, I'm going to play video games. Yes. I'm not good either. I, I, You know, Derek's a gamer here, so sometimes I'll uh, partake in some gaming. But and by that, you mean he'll take control of my character and jump up and down. And I don't like it, though. Like, gaming is stressful to me. Like, those shooty-shooty, like, pew-pew-pew games, like, it stresses me the fuck out. Like, I, like I'll yell. <laughs> I become a different person when I play video games. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I do love playing. I'm just not that great, but I don't spend, like, like, I'll play on the weekends. I'll get high with my brother from Colorado and just play on the weekends or whatever late at night, gaming and having a good time. Like, I don't I don't have the time, really, to put in hours just to, you know, to get good at a game, and I just really don't, I don't want to anymore, I guess. I just have yeah. fun with it, you know, don't take it too serious and go on about my day or night or whatever. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I can kick his ass in a Mario Kart. That's about it. <laughs> I let her win. No, so you don't. Shut up. My, my, my problem is, too, is, like, uh, you know, you're supposed to be relaxed when you're playing. Like, I'm, like, super tense. Like, anytime I'm pressing the button with my thumb, like, I'm pressing it so hard that there's actually, like, a button imprint in my thumb. So it's like, <laughs> you don't need to press it that hard. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you just you just softly press it and you'll still go the same speed. Yeah, I'm not meant for video games. It's too I I get it makes me too anxious. Again, Derek, and that's a very, I'm competitive though, so I think that's what it is. So yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, like don't play Monopoly with her. That's just like a screaming match. <laughs> I'm just that, like, Jesus. Uh, that's my favorite freaking board game. <laughs> that is my that is favorite. My when I'm winning. It's my. <laughs> That's that's uh, one of those games where like I would play so like we'd even get together like if we have the you know the family get togethers and all this where all the younger ones we would just play that play Monopoly and it became a tradition. We haven't played it in years, but people be like, "Look, Aaron, we're not fucking playing Monopoly this time. No, I don't want to play because this game takes way too damn long and you get a little bit too serious sometimes." Like, look, man, I want to win my damn money. You landed on my fucking property. Give me my <laughs> shit. Right. Like if, if I'm not the first person that lands on Boardwalk, I, I'm, like, done with the game. Like, if somebody else buys Boardwalk and Park Place, I'm like, fuck you, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> man. That, I, I get that, and then, like, when um someone buys any other color, you know, buys whatever I buy, but, you know, the, the next color, or the same color piece, like, say, I get Boardwalk, they get Park Place, or any, any of the other ones like that to screw up my Monopoly, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> right. Cause then you gotta like haggle, and they gotta like trade or something. Cause like you can't yep. you can't win with only one. You gotta have both of them or like all three of them. Yep, yep. It's yeah. Oh, I man. take I take it very seriously. You know, <laughs> you actually you know what's funny is when my wife and I play. I don't know where we got these pieces from. It's like a little collector's thing. Some horror game. I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but it's Freddy vs. Jason. And we took the we got, we bought two of them. Right, we got one. We didn't open. We got the other one. We opened that. We use that for Monopoly pieces now. Like, we have just a shit yeah, ton of random yeah. things for Monopoly pieces, and that's actually one of them. That's a few of them right there, which is... By Freddy decided to buy the property. <laughs> that would be awesome. I want that. Jason also decides to... A horror Monopoly game would be a cool thing. Uh, what is it? Boiler room broke? Pay $50? <laughs> there you go. See? I like that. I like that. I think we just created something here. See, I, we're all creative people here. We there you go. It. I think that'd be a fun game. Horror fans would be all over that. Yep. Yeah. 
So mine is um. Oh, what's the movie? My girlfriend serial serial killer. Will that be out this year? Uh, so our plan with that is, you know, since we live in the Midwest and it's winter currently, um, when it's not winter, so maybe about like April, we are going to be shooting another and a final like a teaser slash trailer for it. Um, And we actually have some uh, new announcements and, like, hush-hush things that we're going to start announcing. Um, And then we're set to shoot for, like, May 2020 in Peoria, Illinois. So there's been a lot of changes. Like, this, the, the, My Girls and the Zero Killer has really uh, transformed a lot since it was first announced. Because at first it was going to be filmed in Virginia. Now it's just being predominantly 100% shot in Peoria, Illinois, which is... Uh, that is a totally different script. Uh, yeah. Yes. I mean, when, when My Girlfriend and Sailor Killer was first presented, it was literally a different idea altogether. And then it somehow morphed into what it is now. Um, but it, it's big for Peoria, Illinois. Because, you know, Peoria, Illinois, there's not a lot of, like, feature films that, you know, are distributed that's being made around here. So the community is really excited. Well, most of the people. I mean, there's those like anti-horror people that are like, like I like. They're yeah. bringing the devil yeah. to our town. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so yeah. What was the question? I got I got lost. Oh, you answered it about um my yeah, girlfriend a serial killer. Yeah. Probably 2021. I okay. Mean, uh, well, well, I mean, it'll be done shooting this year, but because of all the editing and everything. Yeah. It'll probably be a, either at the end of 2020, but either way, it won't be released until like you will probably won't be able to physically have it in your hand until 2021. Yeah, because of yeah, and then also like Red Summer Massacre is pretty much starts. I mean, kind of filming right after that, so it's gonna be a busy year. That's awesome. Busy's good though. Uh, no, it really is. And then also, I'm also involved in another movie called Torture the Flesh uh, <coughs> that they're still they're like three-fourths of the way done uh, with their funding. Uh, but that's going to be shot in, like, the Chicago, Illinois area, uh, Torch of the Flesh. So they have a Facebook page. So, you know, everybody check it out. Um, any, I mean, anybody who loves blood and gore and – I mean, it's called Torture the Flesh. So, you know, that's... Uh, check it out. The, the director, Derek Brosh, um, he's, he's pretty awesome. So, And I have a part in this. Like, I'm not, I don't have anything except for I just have a part in it. So – those are awesome too, where you just get to have a part. Like you just show up, you know, get all bloody, do your lines, and then leave. So I'm I'm looking forward to that a lot. That's cool too. Now, do you mind? Um, would you would you rather be a victim or the killer in in a horror movie, or do you even care when it comes to that? Oh uh, no, I care. I would rather be the killer. <laughs> like I, yeah, no, I want to be like. Ugh. Women in horror, I, I don't, yeah, the victims, I don't like how it's always, like, the women are victims, like, ugh. like, women are badass, powerful motherfuckers, so, I want to be, I want to kill people. Nice, nice, because I've, I've had some, you know, I like to ask that, because some people, some people don't care, and some people really want to be the victim, and some people, like you said, want to really just be the killer. Yeah, Which... I, I don't like those movies that literally is just, like, uh, it has blood and tits. Like, no, I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch a movie. As a female, I don't want to watch a movie like that. Like, I want to watch a movie that has a solid storyline, that's suspenseful, and relies on actually good acting and good writing versus just, you know, boob. Well, what you'll notice a lot is that these 80s films, while they had nudity, it wasn't, 
that much. Mm. Like, it'd be like a quick look, and it would be like, you know, I mean, almost tasteful compared to what they do today. Nowadays, people make a movie, and they're like, oh, this is a throwback 80s movie. But there's, like, hardcore, like, you know, like, X-rated shit in there. That's, like, the funniest yeah, thing how the 80s were. And it's not natural. I mean, being naked is natural, but seeing nude people isn't really natural. I mean, at least for me. Like, it just takes me out. Like, I don't want to see, like, I don't want to see dicks, like, in midsummer. Like, I don't want to see flaccid, floppy dicks flying around. Like, <laughs> but that like, was a bloody flaccid dick. <laughs> I don't care. It still haunts me. I don't want to see it. I don't want to, I just don't want to. Like, I don't think it's necessary. It takes me out, and I don't want to be taken out of a story. I want to just be drawn more in. Understandable. I understand that. And for my next movie, it's called Tits the Movie. (laughs) (laughs) Tits the Movie? Uh, Wait till the sequel. You'll find out who the killer is. (laughs) It's the vagina. It's always the vagina. It always is. Oh, man. Oh, man. You guys are great. I'm, I'm all about making strong female characters. Like, I'm tired of the victim, like the female victims who... Don't think they can't have a brain, you know, because that's not real life either. Like, in all reality, if we're speaking truthfully, like, women, we're crazy. Like, we really are. Like, some hide it well. But, I mean, we're sadistic, crazy motherfuckers. So, I mean, if there's going to be a villain, like, it should be a woman because, like, we would get away with it. I can see that. I can really see that. (laughs) Yeah. And women are very, very, very crazy yeah and we're strong we we think about things we overthink about things oh my god that's um, the god. overthink yeah, yeah, that's you the know, worst you're married you yes. know exactly what i'm talking about he feels my pain yes like when you and your wife have a disagreement you probably never win because she has already thought of the 100 different outcomes that could possibly happen and yep. like already has it all plotted out It'll be something simple. Like, I just asked for breakfast. <laughs> what <are> you? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're tired all the time, Tama. It's, it's exhausting. <laughs> oh man, it's it's great though. It's it's fun. It's funny, as you guys know. But yes, yeah, that overthinking, oh, yeah. overreacting. That's another one. Oh yeah, you gotta laugh about it. I, mean... <laughs> I I do. I'm just like, oh my god. And then come back hours later, apologizing. Like I didn't mean. I'm like it, it's fine. It, you know the funny we thing about. I know it's rare, but it happens. But the funny thing about that, I'll say this real quick, is it's like when we mess up as guys and we apologize, like that apology is not enough. Now you guys, you guys, you guys are like over apologize. I'm like, look, it's like, I'm seriously good. Like as soon as the disagreement or whatever is over, I'm over it. I'm done. I forgot about it. But you guys come back and apologize. Are you sure you're fine? Like, yes, I'm good. When men say we're fine, we're really fine. This isn't like, I'm fine. Like you guys say this, I'm fine. And it's, a completely whole different thing. I'm fine. Like, right. Shit. Yeah. Damn it. She yeah. said she's no, fine. I get it. Like, we're different creatures. Like women, we're like nurturing and caring and like we want to make sure everything, you know, and we're sensitive, we're emotional. Like, I mean, but that's why y'all like us. <laughs> I mean, if we were like dudes, then I don't think you would like us very much. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was because of the lack of penis. Yeah, that's, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Cut to the uh, lack of penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That was. Yeah, that whenever was... we have an argument, 
I literally, if I'm losing the argument, I will just like literally take out my left boob and be like, and then I win. So that's you know, cheating. I know how to play the game. That's cheating. Because that doesn't <laughs> no, work. No, it's not. That doesn't work with it's it. Like, <laughs> That's that, called strategy. Yeah, no, you guys can't do it. Like, and she wonders why we get into like fifty fights. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, I gotta take out Sarah for taking out the other yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> smart man. Like, like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's like, goddamn, dude, put these pants here, even though I did. <laughs> no, it's nice being also in a relationship with somebody that's you know we're we're very like minded with you know our creative aspects. So mm-hmm. like we could literally be doing like the most mundane chore and be like, oh, you know what an awesome way to kill this person would be? And then, you know, we, it's just, it's so nice to be able to be with a creative person because uh, Derek's the first person I've been with that's been in the industry and it's like, ah, oh, so nice. That's great. That's great. And I'm sure that goes off into your guys' movies too once you come up with these crazy ideas. Like, how'd you come up with this? Th- how'd you come up with this idea? We were doing the dishes one day and I dropped it right? and boom. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a random thing. I love that though. I love that. That's that's so cool. And that's how Miss Derry gets her eyes burnt out with a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I really want to see a lot more work from you guys though. I really enjoy what you guys brought to um teacher shortage and what you brought to Mrs. Claus. I thought they were both like I said, both really fun movies and I can't wait to see more from both of you. Oh, go on my IMDb. I have over a hundred credits to my name, so there's there's a lot to watch. Yeah, and also me and Derek are doing our own. When we get time, um, we created this idea that we were going to do before all you know before we got super busy. Um, we're doing our own short horror called The Devoted. Um, it's it's like a religious horror movie. Okay. Um, with gore, blood, comedy. Uh, just so you know, I'm not religious at all, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun a fun movie. So as soon as we get time, we are gonna do that. It shouldn't take very long, but so the devoted. Um, well, the, the story's pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm really excited about it. It's just you know the time. <laughs> we need more time. I agree with that. I agree 100 percent with that. Now, how how often do you guys sit down and write a script? Ugh. I mean, our stuff's more, uh, we talk about it, and then, <laughs> you know, everybody has their process of writing scripts. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't write until, like, it, like, I can't just sit down and write. I just don't work like that. Like, and I can. Yeah, so he's opposite. So it's nice, though. So, like, I'll just sit down when I, when I get the urge to do it. Like, I have to have something in my mind, and then I write. So, but it's nice because, you know, he can sit down and write and then he writes and then like, I'll like look over it and then like I can add things or vice versa. So we have a lot of different ideas written. It's just, um, it's a, a priority level right now of uh, paid jobs first, obviously. Um, and then when we get time on our slow time, then we will start doing our own fun little horror movies. Uh, that sounds good. That makes sense though. That makes plenty of sense. And I like how you guys, you said you feed off each other as far as the way you write. He can sit down and write, and you're more of like just, takes you a little bit longer, but you can bounce ideas off each other and make something great. Yeah, and he's more like lighthearted comedy, you know, like, and I'm more like dark. <laughs> so it balances out, too. Like, uh, people can always tell I mean, them. I'm not super lighthearted. I'm just like, right, I just like writing people to be like, 
to make you laugh so you actually have like an emotional connection to them. So when they die, it's that much more, it's that much more impactful. Yeah. Makes sense. I get that. They're like, no, I like that person. We share the laugh together. <laughs> I like that though. When, when that happens in the movies, you get the care, you get the few, one or two characters that you like. And then I love how you get the one or two characters that you hate. You're like, I can't wait for this fucking to fucking die. Oh, that's, that's what we want to do with this, this uh, the My Girlfriend. We want there to be actual characters that you hate and then characters that you like. And, you know, like, we want you to not know who's going to be the final person. Like, and in a lot of these movies, it's fairly obvious who the final person is. It's the person with the most screen time. Even mm-hmm. in Hollywood movies, it's the exact same. Like, who's going to be the final person? Well, probably this person who's in 80% of the fucking movie. Yeah. And then this one, we want we want everybody to have like equal screen time, so you don't know who it is. Makes sense. See, I like that. I like that, and I <clears throat> I just can't oh. wait to see what you guys do next. I really can't, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, I'm excited about this. So I mean, you'll know who the killer is. It won't be a whodunit, but it'll be it'll be a really cool like. It'll be sort of like how the mutilator and stuff like that is, how you know who the killer is, but you just watch these friends get murdered up. Sounds good to me. All taking place in a cabin in the woods, because oh. of course. Yeah, you gotta have a cabin in the woods. <laughs> hey, it I happens. mean, it's 80s slasher, man. Like, woods, cabin, killer, blood, <laughs> done. Yep. I'll watch it. It sounds like it's going to be fun. Uh, tons of running, tons of suspense, people hiding from the killer, hearing like the creaks of, of their footsteps breaking branches. Yeah, not a lot of mindless dialogue. Like we're, you know, that's oh, yeah, we're, our, we're keeping dialogue to a minimal. Yeah, that's one of our pet peeves is watching movies that just have like mind-numbing dialogue. They just like, ugh. Right? Even in movies that I shoot, there's a lot of parts where it's just like people just sit down, they talk forever, and you're like, come on, let's get to the good stuff. Yep, yep. It ha- it happens though. Just I guess they try to stretch the story out, but there's some parts I feel like you could have cut that part. You didn't really need this hour of these two talking about nothing. Oh, exactly. And so what we're gonna do to, to replace that is besides having long talking scenes, we'll have long stalking scenes. Yeah. Ah, see, I like that. I like that a lot. And it's just as easy to like, easy if not easier to film. Than a uh, than a talking scene. Oh, it's so much easier because it's really just talking and then like music. Yeah, music is you literally just have them like hiding, and you can see their their point of view, and it just you know it just sort of adds up. Like, where's the killer at? Mm -hmm. Bring up behind them. Uh, run some more. Do a little you know '80s fall. Either get up or you know so many options. Oh yeah, especially when you're in an isolated cabin. And, and shooting in the woods is so easy because you point the camera one way, that's one scene, and then you just turn the camera a little bit to the right and you have a whole other scene. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm for it. I just I just love sitting down and watching a horror movie. I don't care what movie it is, if it's a quote-unquote B-rated movie or a Hollywood movie. I just love sitting down and watching a really good horror movie and just... It's relaxing, as strange as that may sound. Well, for you guys, it probably sounds normal, but, you know, for people who aren't really big horror fans, I'm like, huh? how is this relaxing to me? Well, a lot of people get chopped up. And that's the nice thing about horror, too. Like, horror is the only genre that you can literally have people that love to watch 
shitty horror movies. Like, oh my gosh! Typically, yes. you don't sit down to watch a shitty movie, but in horror, you do. Like, there's different classifications of horror, and as horror fans, you accept it and you 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 know what you're getting into, and you, you choose to still watch it because you, uh, it's still fun. <laughs> like when I have a bad day, and my baby's like, "You want to watch a shitty horror movie?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Like, I love. I love shitty like Thanks Killing is probably one of my favorite horror comedies. And it's ridiculous, makes no damn sense. It doesn't have to, but it's just something I just love watching. I haven't figured out the I reason like, why. I like when he wore the father's face and everybody thought the turkey was the dad. Yeah. I was like I, <laughs> I was laughing was so hard. I was like, they're so stupid, but it just works so well. And that you're right about that. It's Horror is the only genre that something like that will work. Like, you can't have, I've said this to other people, like, say, as far as, like, the Marvel movies, I enjoy those, but you can't have, like, Super Turkey. Nobody's going to want to see Super Turkey. Uh, only in horror movies you'll see some of the shit that you see. Like, especially uh, these, these superhero movies, they're so formulaic now. It's kind of hard to even watch. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy them because I'm like the superhero fan in this house. Like, so I, if it's anything to do with uh, the Batman animated movies, I'm watching it. <laughs> no matter how much uh, Sam hates it. I'm like, Batman and fucking Ninja Turtles just came out. We're watching that shit. And then, like, the whole the rest of the day, she fucking hates me. And then I bought this new one called Hush, and I still haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. What's I gotta Hush? Watch. Is that an animated movie? That's Batman Hush. Oh, yeah, you've had that for a while. There's a horror movie called Hush that I will watch. Oh, no, Batman, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I went, he's gotten me to a few superhero movies. All right, see, see the Misty likes them, like Shazam. And, I, well, I really like Shazam. And that then, was funny. And then we did a full day where we watched, like, what was it? We watched Spider-Man. And then we watched uh, Avengers one and two, or the uh, the new Avengers movies yeah. game. That's good though. I I got to catch up on all those movies. I will eventually, but it's just I don't. They're so damn long for one. I enjoy them, but I don't know. Sometimes it's hard for me to sit down for three hours watching a movie. But then again, I can sit down and watch a two and a half hour. It's a three-hour horror movie. Sat here being a woman watching these movies, she's always asking the same question. Okay, like, what, and, like, who's he? What's gonna happen? What's happening? And I'm just thinking, if you just watch, they'll tell you everything. Oh yeah, it's hard for me to watch. Dead? It's Is hard for me to watch a movie with somebody that's already seen it because yes, I I turn into that stereotypical person that's asking like 800 questions. That's 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 rough. My wife, she she enjoys those kind of movies though. She loves the Marvel movies probably more than I do. But there'll be sometimes we're watching a movie together and it's the first time we've seen it, both of us, and she'll be asking me questions. We're like, I I don't know. I've never seen this before. This is my first time, just like you. Like, I have no idea. Uh, I'm pretty sure the movie will answer all those questions. Yeah. But you have see you have to respond to that in like a nice way. Because if it's the other way around, say if they're watching something, it's the first time they watch it and they're really into it, you ask them a question, shut up and just see what happens. You're like, oh, damn. Yeah, I'll be like, I'm trying to watch it. You know what? Just go in the other room. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm a grown man. Go. Right. <laughs> go play PlayStation or something. God damn it. Bye.
Stomping up the stomping up the stairs. <laughs> oh man. But you know, um it's funny too though, it's in some feds a horror fan. Like I also and I'm a girl, but I so I also have like my flicks that I like my go to crying flicks, you know, because as a woman, you need to have those good crying flicks. And so my go to is always my girl. Like, if I need a good cry, I will watch my girl because that scene where Macaulay's in the coffin and she's like, He doesn't have his glasses, he can't see I'm just like ugly crying. <laughs> Oh, it's so nice. And I never understand that because as a dude, I, I don't cry. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, well, let me just watch Arnold Schwarzenegger blow some shit up. <laughs> oh, man, that's so great. <clears throat> but I guess we can wrap this up. This was a great, great freaking time. And we definitely got to do this again. Thank you both for coming on. Oh, thanks for having us, dude. Um, one question though, I did want to, do you mind if I make a couple shout outs here? Of, of course. I was, I was just about okay. to say, do you have any, and you know, do you have any guys plugs you guys want to do and all that? So of course. Well, just the, you know, the community, like when we first started my girlfriend, the sewer killer, like we've had a lot of people and, and you know, we created a while ago because it's been kind of a long process, you know? So, um, we still have these people today, um, who stood by our sides. And so I just want to let them know, like, man, like we appreciate the fuck out of you. We really do. Like, even though we're not updating as much as we did when we were campaigning, um, you know, we still try to update like every once in a while. It's just kind of like a slow time right now because we're doing other things and pretty much everything's set for my girlfriend. We're just, you know, ready. We're just waiting to start filming pretty much at this point. Um, but so the people that are really stuck by us, um, I want to mention, and it's, I'm sorry if I butcher your guys' names. I'm bad at names, but, um, so just a couple people, and and really everybody, but these are just the people that have really been, like, the, the main contributors to commenting and just reaching out and sharing our stuff because we, we – the people that support us, like, man, we love the fuck out of you, and we really, really appreciate it, and we want to let you know that we know and, like, we love you. So, okay, I'll stop talking. So uh, Tam, Tom Landris, uh, Tom Lanieri, Tim Miller, Tori Romero, and Ash Hamilton – uh, Heather Bortoli, Noelle Berger, Robert Best, Christopher Enlow, uh, Tanya Jacobson, Hannah Prado, uh, my Canadian friends, Chris and Julia, uh, Lance Wagner is a big one. He's been there uh, since day one. Yeah, uh, and Ronnie awesome. Marie. Um, all the cast members from Red Summer Massacre, everybody from Future Shortage, like, uh, just thank you. We love you all. Uh, thank you for your sharing, your support, your contributions, everything. Do you want anything, babe? Yeah. My milkshake brings them. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Uh, well, then, no. No, I mean, like, I, I, I do want to thank everybody who, uh, who supports us. And uh, it's like, you know, like, we're all in it for the love of horror. And uh, true evil never dies. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, again, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for you guys. <clears throat> Seriously, thanks again for coming on. We definitely got to do this again. And yeah, for sure. I can't wait to see more of your projects. And when you get a chance to, or when you get that trailer out there, send me the trailer because I want to do a review on it, like I did for Red Summer Massacre. And I have a few others yeah. I haven't put out yet. I loved your uh, review for Red Summer Massacre, where we could see you. That was. Can you do that for us too? Because that was some oh, fun yeah. shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> that's. Uh, have you seen any of the trailers for My Girlfriend? I have not. 
But I would love right, to. We actually have two of them. I can send them to you. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely do that. And when I get a chance, I'll do something up with them, too, and have some fun with it. I got this green screen thing behind me, so I'm like, I got to use it. I have to freaking use it. Once I learn more and more with it, I'm like, all right, now it's time to really have some fun with this thing. Yeah. I, no, I enjoy listening to your stuff. So uh, I, we're, I'm, we're really happy that you brought us on the show. And, um, you know, it's been a long time. Wait, you know, so we're, we're excited. We finally got to connect and uh, be on here. Yes, and let's not make it another six months or however long it was to to do this again. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks, to guys, again for coming on, and I'll definitely talk to you guys soon, and send me those links when you get a chance. All right, yeah, we sure will. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. All right, bye-bye. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, definitely, definitely go check out everything we just discussed. My girlfriend, the serial killer. Red Summer Massacre, um, Mrs. Claus and Teachers Shortage. Check out those Facebook groups, fake Facebook pages. Be on the lookout. These guys, they love horror, as you all heard, and as you will see, they really have a passion for it. And, you know, as far as I go, you should know where to find me by now. Let's see. Facebook group, Facebook page, Horror with Sir Sturdy. On all podcast platforms, Horror with Sir Sturdy. YouTube Horror Research 30, Twitch Horror underscore with underscore Sir underscore Sturdy, my PSN Sir underscore Sturdy. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the support. There'll be some dope stuff coming out very soon. As always, I'll see you in your. Night.